This is Backspin Golf with Matthew Lawrence. Your 803 Tea Time every Sunday morning right here on ESPN 92.5 and 1300 AM. Backspin Golf is brought to you by Gearheads of Nicholasville. Edwin Watts Golf, Truly Nolan and Critter Control, French Lick Resort Casino, and Lexington Parks and Recreation. Also sponsored by Commonwealth Credit Union, Georgetown Advantage Air, and Maple Leaf Gutter and Siding Systems. Let's join your host, Matthew Lawrence, for Backspin Golf. Good morning. Let's go. Up, everybody. Up. It's Sunday at the U.S. Open. Let's go. Good morning, Sean. Good morning. (laughs) Here we are in a very quiet Red Mile studio here at 8.03 a.m. on a Sunday morning. And I'll tell you what. The people, players, fans, TV crews, cameramen, those uh, people that walk around with the, those uh, ultra-sensitive mics on the golf course so you can hear. We never get to hear anybody really curse. But all those people wish they were in Lexington playing this final round today. Because at the country club in Brookline, Massachusetts, a little bit earlier this morning, 51 degrees and raining. Perfect weather for a U.S. Open championship. Well, I don't know about that, but that's what a lot of people are saying. This is without a doubt. I don't, you may have, Tests in golf that are as tough. But I'll tell you what. This tournament so far, uh, this golf course, which is a historic, iconic golf course, as we know, um, it is an absolutely great test for somebody who will hold that U.S. Open championship trophy at the end of the day today. And it will be today, by the way. Uh, as you know, it used to be if there were a playoff for the U.S. Open championship, it was an 18-hole playoff the next day. And we remember those, Tiger and Rocco Media. We remember those. That is no longer the case. It's been this way for a little while. If there is a playoff today, and it seems highly likely, I think, that we could see a playoff today, it will be a two-hole playoff of aggregate scoring. If the players are still tied after that, it will go to sudden death, each hole, or sudden championship, however you'd like to look at it. Uh This is going to be a lot of fun today. There's a lot to talk about. Hey, Sean. Yeah. You know who woke up this morning and was really surprised? I know I was. (laughs) (laughs) When my alarm went off. 
That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about players who thought the tournament was over already. (laughs) Dustin Johnson, the bulk, who, by the way, is eight over. Thank the Lord. I'm going to have to look at him today. Uh, They thought the tournament was 54 holes. That's the only, well, we may mention. Some of them thought it was 36 holes. Well, some of them did, but those two who made the cut, obviously talking about the Live Golf Series, because those are only 54-hole tournaments, you know. Anyway, the well, let's start today on the show. Three of my buddies, my good buddies, Dan Hauser, Scott Hamilton, and Trevor Reese will all be joining me on the show to get their particular takes about what's gone on. Uh, And this should be a lot of fun. And as I said, with thanks, I'll say this, and I'll say it a couple more times during the show, to Justin Ray, the most incredible stats keeper uh, in the world of golf. He's absolutely remarkable, the work he does. I have pages of stats about the U.S. Open, about players, all different kinds of things. Sean, what I should have done was I shouldn't have mentioned Justin. I should have just said I stayed up all night doing research. But that wouldn't be the truth. Uh, Anyway, that's what we're going to do. I'm really glad all of you have uh, joined us for the special Sunday morning at the Country Club edition of Backspin Golf. Before we get to my guy, Danny Boy, good morning, Christmas, Scarrow. Always so supportive, and it's always good to know that whenever Backspin comes on, Chris is there. His incredible podcast, the best there is, next on the tee. And you can check it out wherever you get your podcasts. All right, I'm ready. Not that I don't enjoy talking to you, Sean, but, you know, especially... We do that enough. Yeah, we do do that enough, and you're not awake yet, so... I want to talk to my guy, Dan Hauser. That's who I want to talk to. Hi, Dan Hauser. How's it going? Oh, you know, it's going uh, It's going great, actually. <laughs> today, I don't know. I haven't checked the calendar yet. <laughs> <laughs> No, I just thought we should chat a little after <laughs> 8 on a Sunday morning. Of course, I've been up for two and a half hours because I have dogs that wake me up. But other than that, uh, and I could do, it was good. I could do some reading about what's gone on the first three rounds here. Uh, I'm sure you've seen what the weather is going to be like today. Yeah, uh, o- open championship-like conditions today. It's, uh, yeah. It's almost like we're getting transferred across the pond this afternoon. I know. In a little while, it'll be the 150th edition of the Open Championship <laughs> at St. Andrews. So I'm thinking, see, you know, Dan, like you, both of us, are we're very positive people. Don't Well, you are. Don't smirk, Sean, about me. But <laughs> if I were one of these guys playing today, I would be thinking whatever happens today, this is prep for the Open Championship. That's what I would be thinking. It's a very uh, glass-half-full mentality. I think these guys are thinking, how am I going to get through today and win this thing? But, yeah, sure, (laughs) that too. Uh, All right, where should we start 
What do you what give me a little bit of what you've been thinking uh either the first three rounds or just yesterday, wherever you want to go with this. To be perfectly honest with you, the first initial reaction I've had to these three days is this tournament could have been such better if we actually could have seen some golf being hit. Boy. Um, <laughs> uh, and, and I hate to, I hate to go there right out of the gate, but unfortunately no. I think it's become the story of the U.S. Open because there are so many great things that have been happening these first three days and so many storylines that have been breaking out. And it's been really tough to get into it because it seems like every time we get into a flow of what's actually going on on the golf course, it's, here's another five minutes of commercials, and here's another prepackaged thing, and oh, here's Mike Tirico for another three minutes talking about. And it's, and it's valuable information. It's just the timing of when, they're, of, of when they're doing a lot of this stuff is very curious to me. Like yesterday, for example, the leaders, the last group didn't go off until 345, right? Let's be real here. Anyone who was realistically in contention yesterday did not tee off before 3 p.m. Coverage started on NBC yesterday at noon. You're telling me from noon to 3 p.m., forget the commercials, you're telling me from noon to 3 p.m. you couldn't just load that, those three hours up with your puff pieces and your, your, mm-hmm. your prepackaged, pre-taped uh, things and all that st- and, and whatnot. And so that way, yes, we would have to have commercials from that three to eight window, but that's about it. And it, it just seemed like they were just trying to do everything possible but just show us what was actually going on, on uh, in a golf tournament when at the time there was seven, eight, nine, ten guys realistically within a couple shots of the lead all all right there in it. And it just it, it was it was surprising to me how poorly it was set up. And I know that they have sponsors and that you have to do commercials, but I mean you, there's gotta be a better way to, to kind of plan that one out, especially when you know you've got such a jam packed leaderboard late in the day. You know, uh and as you said correctly, there has been so much that it's almost like the three days before the Open started, every single thing was about the that trash live golf thing. And then finally Thursday, when the golf started, as it went along, forget about all the things you just talked about, the actual playing of the golf tournament, there was very little talk anymore about live golf. And it was great. It was, okay, we're done with that part. And that pretty much continued, and that was replaced by, especially if you follow along on Twitter, as many of us do because of all the facts we can get right away, replaced by, including by me, the absolute garbage coverage of our national championship. It is disgraceful what they have done with this. you, you mentioned Twitter. I spent more time watching the tournament on Twitter yesterday than I did on TV, and you're probably thinking to yourself, how can you watch a golf tournament on a, 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 a medium? There's no visual medium for the most part. It's because the, the reporters that were actually on the scene, thank to, thankfully to them, were doing the Lord's work, and they were actually live-tweeting a lot of these guys' shots because we weren't seeing them on TV. Right. So I was having to read about them from the guys who were on the ground there seeing them because sometimes we would see them, Sometimes we'd see him 10 minutes later, and sometimes we would just not see a shot at all and wonder, oh, wait, John Rahm's sitting in seven feet of rough. How did he, how did he get there? How did he end up there in the first place? What, what happened that brought him to this point? Right. And so it's just when you're not getting all the context, it's just really tough to follow and really get into what's going on when you're just getting random shots here and there, and there's no real context behind how, how we got to those points. Now, for those of you listening who don't realize what happened here, 
And I can't believe, and many people said the same thing on Twitter again. I can't believe I'm saying this, but everybody misses the Fox Sports coverage. Mm-hmm. That, except me, who I hate the announcers. I hate all <laughs> announcers. But the actual coverage, and they sold the rights to NBC, which means Peacock and USA Network, which, by the way, is going to be the same setup for the Open Championship at St. Andrews, which gives all of us a great deal of uh, ugh, angst. Well, for, well for, people, for people like you and me, we're used to that setup, though, because that's our setup every weekend for uh, you know, uh, uh, EPL. <laughs> Regular golf. Too, so. Oh, yeah. Well, and for soccer, too. I mean, that's our setup every weekend for, for you know the EPL season. So for us, it's a little, we're a little more used to it, but still, we're not used to having to. It's not like they put the Man City game on, and the first half is on Peacock, and then, oh, go to the USA right. Network for the second half. Like, that's right. what they're doing with this. That's but, a good point. <laughs> and also, when we're watching the English Premier League, we actually get 45 well, yeah. minutes at least <laughs> of uninterrupted yeah. <laughs> action. Yeah. There is a guy, I don't, do you follow Lou Brown? On Twitter, uh, yes, yeah, he's one of the ones that he's one of those kind of parody ones that I've I've enjoyed over the years. He is fantastic, and this is what he always he he just says things perfectly. Here's what he said: It speaks to a special kind of hubris and arrogance to serially feel entitled to insert themselves between the viewers and the action. It's the antithesis of their core task which they neglect in the extreme. And that is perfectly said. I don't care about, and I, I've known Mike Tirico for a long time. He's a wonderful guy. I don't care about seeing Mike Tirico and then Aaron Oberholzer walking around on a hole when there's actual golf going on. Actual golf. It's infuriating. Or if you wanted to air that those types of pieces, like I said yesterday, the 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 first group that went off that that was realistically in contention, you could argue, was that Scotty Shepherd group that went off a few minutes before three. Right. NBC coverage started at noon yesterday. From noon to three, if you want to air all those those pieces, because I mean they do have value in the right context and in the right placement. So if you want to do that stuff at twelve, one, one thirty two, right. go for it. Because yes, there are guys on the course, but let's be realistic as far as the as far as the story of the tournament goes. The guys that are on the course at that point, unless somebody's going really, really low, is not really or not really uh, major influences in, in how the day is going to play out. So yes, you can show those shots, but that's a great time when you can put some of that stuff in there. But at four thirty-five, five thirty-six o'clock, when these guys are hitting valuable, meaningful golf shots that are going to impact this tournament, for us to be getting that instead, yeah, it's just it's it's really really frustrating. On top of the fact too, and, and I sent this out earlier in the week this week as a joke, but it was only it was like. One of those jokes because it's 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 real, but it's also funny. Right. When they released the initial TV schedule, where it showed you know on Thursday morning you got to start on Peacock, then go to USA, then go to NBC, then back to USA, then then back to Peacock. I'm thinking, man, think about their target demographic as of older people, and not everyone's as tech savvy as we are. Imagine trying to explain to your parents how they can watch <laughs> golf this week. <laughs> I had so, enough trouble figuring it out. So did I. And I'm so tech I. savvy as anybody, right, Sean? <laughs> so did so did I. So imagine me. Imagine oh. me trying to explain to my seventy-three-year-old father who doesn't have, barely knows how to get on the internet. Hey, Dad, this is how you're going to watch the U.S. Open this week. Like it's just it's ridiculous. <laughs> All right, I have. I'll call you after a little while and tell you what I the thought I just had. I can't say it on the <laughs> air. All right, 
let's let's talk for we only have a couple minutes about the actual tournament. Who's going to yeah, win? Who's going to win this? Oof. You know what? I, I know. What? I know. I know. He struggled yesterday coming home, and uh, and and but he's still sitting there in contention. I like Scotty Shuffler. I think he is the new king of the majors. Oh, uh, he just this guy, this guy. This guy seems to just bring it come Saturday and Sunday at the majors. But I guess if I had to pick a one B. Another guy who seems to be bringing it lately at the majors, who struggled a little bit coming home, but is still in a good spot, John Rahm, to go back-to-back. Really? Okay. Although, wouldn't it be something if Matthew Fitzpatrick That's the my AM, pick. the AM and then the U.S. Open at the same spot? Uh, you know, only a couple guys have ever done it. That would be a hell of a story, too. Only Second one story. guy has done it. Uh, that two. guy I, I was Nick. Tiger. No, that would be no? Jack oh. Nicholas. Okay. who won the USM and the U.S. Open at Pebble Beach. However, there is also a woman who has done it, and that, that would be okay. Julie Inkster, who won yes. the USM yes. and the U.S. Women's Open at Prairie Dunes. Be careful. I know my stuff. I've been I've been working hard on this stuff, Dan. Now you, you you've been up all night with the with the fact sheets, haven't you? I have been pretty much, yeah, because I'm old and I can't sleep, and I have pets that keep waking me up. Oh, let's look at some more stuff from Justin Ray. Okay, uh, all right. Well, have a great time today watching whatever it is. It's going to be fascinating, and then next week we get to go back to trashing the live tour. It'll be great. By the way, oh, did you know since these Euro guys get to play on the live or these these live tour guys get to play on the Euro tour next week? So that should be fun. Yeah, well, we'll see about that. They all all these guys that signed up for that have to play seventy two holes if they play in a tournament. Like, what are the bulk yeah. and DJ going to do today? They thought the tournament ended yesterday. <laughs> Somebody's got to tell them they got to play for four, four, four days and I they got to make the cut after the first two. I they know. Have to qualify Wait, for the weekend. There's a cut. Wait I a minute. Know. All right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Thanks, man. It's <laughs> great right. to talk to you. I'll talk to you later. All right. Sounds good. Okay. See right, ya. Bye. My buddy Dan Hauser. All right. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Another buddy of mine, Scott Hamilton, uh, will join us and we'll talk some more. Sean, maybe we'll talk about the actual golf. Although I'm sure Scott and then Trevor Reese will have a couple of things to say about this garbage coverage that we've been forced to oh it's infuriating infuriating unfortunately like i do with most pga tournaments which i record and then later go back and watch so i can fast forward through all the stuff that's not golf uh we can't do that with the u.s open we just can't because you got to stay up to date as it's going through all right backspin golf Right here on ESPN 92.5 and 1300 AM. Backspin Golf with Matthew Lawrence is brought to you by Truly Nolan and Critter Control. My friend and I are taking a trip to Mexico this year, but neither of us speak Spanish. So we downloaded Babbel and started learning Spanish fast. Want to get conversational in another language in as little as three weeks? Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons were designed by language experts to be the most efficient and effective way to learn a new language. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? Babbel, language for life. Celebrating 10 million subscriptions sold. Now try Babbel for free at babbel.com. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com. People-friendly equipment, technology, and service for all of your print communication needs. Look no further. Just whistle for duplicated 
Copy, scan, fax, send, or mail. Your unduplicated professionals can simplify the process with world-class network business machines from Rico and Savin. High-quality office equipment solutions and services and the fairest possible price always for you. That's our commitment. For today and tomorrow. And our commitment continues from our fast-track quick print copy center. Our Rico high-speed pro series offer convenient copying and wide format solutions for all your needs. Call today, 859-373-0065. Duplicator sales, fast-track copy service, corporate mailing systems, Rico and Savin. Call 859-373-0065 or... Just whistle for duplicator sales 2308 Versailles Road, Lexington, with offices in Louisville, London, and Elizabethtown. It's time to tee it up at Edwin Watts Golf Shops for the hottest gifts for dads and grads. Featuring the Callaway Rogue ST family, the Rogue ST woods are engineered with tungsten speed cartridge, while the irons feature an AI-designed flash face cup resulting in more ball speed. And from Bushnell, the Tour V5 and Tour V5 shift rangefinders show you precisely how far you are from the pin. Whether you're a dad or grad, get a free custom fitting today. Edwin Watts Golf Shops, home of the 90-day satisfaction guarantee and shop us online at WorldwideGolfShops.com. Dan Cummins, four-time Chevy Dealer of the Year, is loaded with amazing deals on the best SUVs like Blazer, Equinox, the all-new Tahoe, and more. Shop over 2,000 vehicles on DanCummins.com and get our lifetime powertrain guarantee at no extra charge. Now serving you in both Georgetown and Paris. See why people have been buying cars from the Dan Cummins family since 1956. Let me tell you one more time exactly how I feel. I'd rather drive to Paris for a Dan Cummins deal. Chevrolet, find new roads. On the road again. Rick, where do you think you're going? Everywhere, Brent. Warm weather makes me want to get on the road again. If you're like my brother Rick and you can't wait to get on the road this summer, be sure to stop in Clark's Pump and Shop for discounted gas and in-store special. That's right. This month we have Monster Hydro 20-ounce bottles, two for $4, and Jolly Ranger gummies or Twizzler peg bags, Two for three dollars. Clark's Pump and Shop. Return, refresh, refuel. Now back to ESPN Radio, brought to you by Isaacs and Isaacs Injury Lawyers. WeWin.com. Backspin Golf with Matthew Lawrence is brought to you by Gearheads of Nicholasville. Interesting song choice by my man here. Heartache tonight? There will be. Unless somebody just plays out of their mind and runs away with it, then it won't be so much heartache. But if there's a playoff, if somebody misses a putt at the end, there will be heartache tonight. And joy. Both things. Welcome back. Backspin Golf here. Sunday morning. U.S. Open Championship. Okay. That was fun with Dan, and this is going to be fun with my guy, Scott Hamilton. You can follow him on Twitter at Scott H Radio because he's the host of – see, this is good, Sean. This, I have the Matthew Lawrence show. He has the Scott Hamilton show. We got a lot in common. Uh, down in, on ESPN in Charleston – and he has, uh, well, we'll talk to him about how many U.S. Opens he's been involved with golf for a very long time. Good morning, Scotty. Good morning. How are you? Oh, I'm fine. I'm good. I'm good. It's a Superman beautiful too. day in here in Lexington, and uh, 
not so much in Brookline, Massachusetts. I I'm enjoying it because it's penal, but not to the point of embarrassing anybody. Yeah, it is. I, I, look, I am a major critic of the USGA. I've, I've been to a lot of U.S. Opens. I've seen some clown shows, man. Yeah, but what they have going on this year, I think, is actually perfect. I, I do because it's not it's not humiliating anybody. It's not ridiculous. You don't need a windmill and a clown and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But I, I like it. The conditions are perfect. And, and you see, Matthew, this is what you get when you go to these old courses. You don't have to trick them up as much. You Agreed. Don't have to, yeah, I mean, the, 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 and Adon, it's a Donald Ross, first of all, and I think he's the best. And, and you look back, back at these Opens at Patterson, you look at the U.S. Opens at Brookline, and the course has defended itself. They haven't had to do a lot. When they were in Pinehurst, they didn't have to have the greens running on a 40 on a stint meter. Right. You know, they just they let the design of the greens and the design of the course be the best defense. And, and that's what's happened. And, and the weather changing made it more challenging and, and mm-hmm. good on the USGA for not, for not falling into its own temptations and, and, and making it more difficult. It's a really good point. And this golf course... There are a lot of people because the the USGA you know moves this tournament around to all kinds of different places, and I get it. They want to go to this state; they've never been there, and they, or whatever. There should be an absolute rota of courses for the U.S. Open, like the Open Championship has, I think, and this should be one of them because this golf course it, it doesn't look that hard. You know what I mean? It's like the fairways are okay for the most part, and but just the look of it is so fantastic. It's perfect. Yeah, and and, and they're moving more towards a rotation. I mean, and I'm glad you brought that up because they're going back to Pinehurst number two more often. They're going back to Marion. Open mm-hmm. courses like that are, are back into it. But you know, you you look at a course, and again, I keep going back to Pinehurst number two, but it, it's the perfect example being another Donald Ross. There, there's one instance of water on that course, and it's not in play. You look at it and you go, "Man, that's that's not a difficult course." Yeah. <laughs> but you get out there and you realize, "Holy cow, this thing is a beast!" And it's not just the greens, but it's just having to get perfect angles and and, and being in the right spots and figuring out what's a good miss and a bad miss. And yeah. it, isn't that really what it's all about? And so many blind shots, also, as you see. Uh, and a lot of the courses over in the uh, in the United Kingdom, shall we say, uh, Will Zalatoris, who, as we know, is tied for the lead with Matt Fitzpatrick, he said he played in that 2013 U.S. Amateur that Matt Fitzpatrick won on this golf course. And uh, he said uh, when he played it back then, now he was younger, he said it was the toughest golf course he ever played. And he hasn't challenged that thought very much, even though he's tied for the lead. And he's a, a pretty amazing story. But uh, this will be really interesting today. To, let's talk. I just spent the whole first segment with Dan Hauser talking about uh, not only the two of us, but everybody else's disgust with the, the uh, coverage, shall we say, or non-coverage of this golf tournament. But let's talk a little bit about the actual golf. What really stood out to you from yesterday? And by the way, the third round yesterday, Scotty boy, uh, was uh, more than a stroke and a half higher than what happened on Friday. 
And that's the fourth, every time we talk about a U.S. Open, that's the fourth largest increase in the history of the U.S. Open. A shot and a half difference. So pretty amazing what happened yesterday. Let's uh, hear your thoughts just on the golf part of this. I, I actually thought the golf was exactly what we wanted. Yeah, you, you, I if agree. You're, if you're if you're a foot to the left, a foot to the right, you're you're in just enough rough to make it hard. Um, I I like it when the pros are. I don't want to say reduced because again that kind of marginalizes everything, but reduced to trying to get to to get the green to within twenty five feet. Right. You know, and, and even Val Torres said I was trying to get you know uh, within twenty twenty five feet, give myself a chance. Yep. They're they're not firing at, at pins. They're not because they know they know if they miss, it could be devastating. But uh, I just I enjoyed it, man. I mean, I like the way I like the way guys could not get too comfortable, but they couldn't start freaking out either. And and that par is a good score, and that's what the USGA wants. They want par to right. be a good score, right? And if you go out there and get a par, a par, you've done well. There were a lot of good bogeys yesterday, where guys were saving bogey instead of a double bogey, and they were pretty happy about it. And that's what we want in this tournament. Uh, a bogey you know, won't kill you. A bogey won't kill you in right, this tournament. Right. You know, you and I have Hell, had... You and I would take a bogey every time. I'm going to take a little to get a bogey. Not me, pal. Sorry. Oh, oh, that's I'm, where I'm we differ. Sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you, we've had some interesting discussions, and we're going to have a, a greater one about this in... Uh, soon but we always talk about what's your dream tv lineup who would you have doing all the things that that these networks so-called networks uh, are doing i think you and i in the in the host role uh like oh god i, I can't even stand the thought of them uh but let's say i would be the uh you'd be the rich learner i would be the rich learner that's that's a good thing, and you would be the Brandel Chambly. Oh God, yeah. I'm not or, as smart as Brandel. You know what I, I mean. I get your point. Uh, your point. Wouldn't it be fun for, for if we could do this? Except we would probably get several people and factions a little upset with us if we actually wanted said what we wanted to say. I'll tell you who I enjoyed the most on the Golf Channel now: Paul McGinley. He's excellent. He is awesome, really awesome. I just like having a European voice. Yeah, yeah. Well, I wish I had a European voice actually doing the <laughs> golf tournament because the European tour, um, it's just amazing. Uh, I, I actually almost bought a subscription to Sky Sports, which I actually might do later today to watch the final round because I know the coverage is going to be spectacular. From Sky Sports, I, I'm I'm anxious about even turning my TV on today. You you go to these events, and usually they'll give you a radio, and you can click on the radio to like this is before cell phones were allowed in the course and all that. I'm right. sure if they still do it or not. I think they do, but you you can scroll through for like four or five different channels, and you get different feeds. Uh. You can listen. The PGA Tour Radio. You can listen to NBC. You can listen to Sky Sports. You can oh. listen to. Uh, I want to say the BBC had its own dedicated deal. That was wow. outstanding. Now man, you've covered. Th- you said thirteen of these in I person. Have, I have, yeah, 
man. That's, Holy cow. I've seen stuff, man. I was at uh, <laughs> Wingfoot in 06 when Phil put it in the trash can. Okay. Was, uh, I, I like that. Of, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah. And I was, well, what was really odd is we're sitting in the hotel lobby the next morning. Everybody's getting ready to leave, and here comes uh, Jeff Ogilvy just sauntering through the lobby, gets out of the elevator, he's got the U.S. Open. So he <laughs> kind of throws his head back up. <laughs> but uh, I, I was at I was at Shinnecock in 04. And Corey was, Pavin? No, it was Ratif Goosen. Oh, with right. the best single-round performance, the most underrated single-round performance, I have to say, in golf history. I think he had... I think he had 11, 11 one putts. Wow. Well, and it was more wow. incredible because that was when that was the year the course got out of control. Oh, they were yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. Oh, yep. my God. They were laying up on a par three that was only like 55 yards. They were laying up into Unker. <laughs> yeah. What, get a couple of the other opens that you've been to? Uh, Martin Keimer, 2014, was good. Well, uh, oh, uh, Payne Stewart, 99. Well, of course, that it's hard, really hard to top that one. And even though I <clears throat> I don't like to talk about him, and I actually won't even say his name now, but uh, after that tournament when Payne won, and we all know the iconic pose after he dropped that putt, and then went over to that other guy, and uh, it's very apropos because the – Championship Sunday at the U.S. Open is always on Father's Day. Mm -hmm. And that's what Payne said to him uh, after a really tough loss. You're going to be a father, he said. and You're going to be a great dad. A great dad. And I still get choked up even when I say it. But uh, that what, that's quite the one to have been at. It's pretty let's go amazing. Forward. Let's go even more full circle because Payne's last great event was the Ryder Cup a few months later at Brookline. At Brookline. There are there are a lot of... Uh, this is why I like Matt Fitzpatrick today. <clears throat> I think that, well, for me, that would be the best story. I think Will Zalatoris is going to win a bunch of majors. I think this whole... Francis, we met Eddie Lowry... <laughs> At the Country Club in Brookline, which some say is the single biggest event in the gross, growth of golf in this country, uh, I, the whole idea of Matt Fitzpatrick on that golf course as a 14-year-old winning the U.S. Amateur with his brother, a 10-year-old, on the bag, just like Eddie Lowry, that's the full circle I would love today. Man, would I love that. It'd it's be got cool. a cool vibe to it. Dude. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it would be even better if he did it in a playoff against, let's say, the the, the Harry Varden type guy, the John Rahm. Let him play the Harry Varden oh, role. Yeah. Except he I did. really like John Rahm. I wish I there were. I wish there were a villain that would have his heart ripped out in a play. <laughs> you know what I mean? But none of those... That guy who would not be named? Or there's a bunch of them now. Now, none of them are going to do anything today, so we're good that way. All right, man. Thanks for jumping on this morning. I'll give you a call later while this trash coverage is going on. And uh, (laughs) (laughs) it's always great to talk to you. We'll talk soon. You the man, brother. Enjoy the tournament. See ya. (laughs) Scott Hamilton down there in Charleston, South Carolina.
the Scott Hamilton Show on ESPN Charleston. All right, we'll take a, a break, and we'll get our buddy Trevor Reesk on. And uh, we'll chat a little bit. It's Backspin Golf on the Sunday morning of the U.S. Open Championship Weekend right here on ESPN 92.5 and 1300 AM. Backspin Golf with Matthew Lawrence is brought to you by Commonwealth Credit Union. If you own or manage a business in Central Kentucky and are just not happy, not sure that your current marketing vendor is turning your ad dollars into actual company revenue, then you need to listen up for the next 15 seconds. My name is Chris Pugh, Vice President here at LM Digital, and I want to tell you a little secret. We have the exact digital roadmap to success for your specific business, and we want to share it with you for free. Check us out online and book a consultation today so we can learn a little bit more about your company at lmdigitalagency.com. Angie's List is now Angie, your home for everything home. With Angie, you could cross your next project off your to-do list before this ad is over. Just tell us what you need, and we'll handle the rest. Sending a top pro to get it done. Or browse reviews, compare quotes from pros, and connect instantly. All for free. For everything from routine maintenance to a dream remodel. Because however you want your project done, we'll get it done. Download the app or go to Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com to get started. Hey y'all, it's Josh and Greg from Hicks and Funson, Kentucky Lawyers. Turns out we do have something in common with that Florida attorney. Like him, we're free unless you win. And if we take your case, you best believe we plan to win. Unlike him, when you call Hicks and Funson, you can actually meet with us, the attorneys on the radio. We're also committed to giving you a five-star experience. So if you've been hurt by a big truck, a small car, or anything in between, call 777-7000. Ask for Josh or Greg. Hicks and Funson, honestfearless.com, 777-7000. Angie's List is now Angie, your home for everything home. With Angie, you could cross your next project off your to-do list before this ad is over. Just tell us what you need, and we'll handle the rest. Sending a top pro to get it done. Or browse reviews, compare quotes from pros, and connect instantly. All for free. For everything from routine maintenance to a dream remodel. Because however you want your project done, we'll get it done. Download the app or go to Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com to get started. Exhaust Pro Speedy Lube, we can do that too. You're probably driving more now, so Exhaust Pro Speedy Lube reminds you not to neglect your vehicle when it comes to routine maintenance, minor or even major repairs. From a 10-minute speedy oil change or any automotive repair, Exhaust Pro Speedy Lube is the only name you need to know. Brake repair, service and batteries, total electric, ignition, shocks and struts, suspension, wheel bearings, steering, air conditioning and heating, or just a broken door handle. We can do that too. Come see why so many people trust Exhaust Pro Speedy Lubes. We have clean drive through service and three convenient Lexington locations. Come see us today. Just ask. We can do that too. We're Exhaust Pro Speedy Lube. Exhaust Pro Speedy Lube. Backspin Golf with Matthew Lawrence is brought to you by Maple Leaf Gutter and Siding Systems. Life in the fast lane for whoever wins the U.S. Open today. 
in whatever way it happens, it's a life-changing event. And to discuss that a little more, my buddy Trevor Reesk, I can't wait, Sean, to hear what Trevor thinks about all this. Hi, Trevor. Good morning. Happy Father's Day. Thank you so much. Back at you. I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> That's one of the cool things about the U.S. Open is yep. that every Sunday of the U.S. Open is Father's Day. It's great. And I have I have a great excuse to just plop my butt on the couch <laughs> and watch golf for the, the afternoon. Today is my day. Yeah. So. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> um. I, I want to start with you. First of all, this tournament is going to be something today. Yeah. I think there's a pretty good chance that we'll have a playoff today um, because uh, so, yeah. so many guys are still there. We have no idea who's going to do what, but there hasn't been a playoff in 14 years in the U.S. Open. Yeah, and there hasn't been one, especially with the with the new – format you right know, there's no longer an 18 hole right playoff which i you know uh, it'll make it easier because i don't know how many people could watch an 18 hole playoff on a monday but well you know it's not father's <laughs> day tomorrow so you don't have any excuse yeah. right um right, exactly i actually like i really like the two hole aggregate and then sudden death idea i yeah. think it's uh it's a really good idea i i want to get your thoughts on what's happened so far uh, in these first three days, well, I I think you're seeing that the best players in the world right now are, yes. you know, I I can't remember the exact quote, but it, it, the U.S. Open identifies the the best players in golf or exposes them or, or mm-hmm. however you want to put it, right? And and the guys that have been playing the best this year uh, are are there. They're in the top ten. They they can make a move, and um, it's going to be a very uh, exciting exciting Sunday. I I got some stats for you. I'll, I'll throw at you. Yeah. Uh, uh, so Will Zalator is the leader right now. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, he is unbelievable in majors since 2021. He's if you take. These these guys are all in the top ten. Patrick Cantlay, Justin Thomas, Victor Hovland, Sam Burns, Cam Smith. He's had more top ten since twenty twenty one in majors than all of them combined. Right. right. I, I mean, and and you know he was obviously in the playoff at the PGA Championship. So uh, you know he he's strong. He's not afraid of the moment. Uh, Scotty Scheffler would be the first. Uh, well, he would join a group of Ben Hogan, Jack Nicklaus. Arnold Palmer, Tiger Woods, and Jordan Spieth to win the Masters and the U.S. Open in the same year. Correct. That's pretty cool. Oh, wait, seems- wait, Trevor. Just, I want to throw this in about Will Zalatoris, too. Sure. The last player, and this is courtesy of Justin Ray, who is just unbelievable. Yeah. The last player to lose a playoff in a major, like Will, and then go on to win the next major, <laughs> Arnold Palmer in the 1962 Open Championship at Troon. I did not know that, but yeah, I, I mean, he's, he he could join some very <laughs> interesting companies. Yes. Okay. Sure. So then, Scotty Scheffler, you were talking yeah, about who who just uh, you know you look at his golf swing, his feet are flying all yeah. over the place. He's it doesn't he doesn't look 
like a traditional. You know, <laughs> he doesn't have the swing of a Rory McIlroy. No, say, who who for my money is his swing is perfect. Me right? too. So, um, so you got that possibility, and obviously he's not afraid of the moment. He won the Masters this year. Uh, Matt Fitzpatrick, I don't know if you heard it on the broadcast, they've only mentioned it 10,000 times. He won the 2013 U.S. Amateur. You're kidding. You're kidding I, me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. Wow. Um, so he's in the mix. and then He's my he pick, got, by the way. He is? Okay. Yeah, because well, I, I think I'm a big, like, universe guy yeah. and karma. This is, in 2013, I just said this on the show, in 2013, when he won the USM, he was 14, and his 10-year-old brother was on the bag. Yeah. They're just <laughs> like cool. Francis we met and Eddie Lowry. It's perfect. Sure, sure. Anyway, uh, okay. Uh, speaking of, speaking of mentioning things 10,000 times on the broadcast, I, I think I've heard the name Francis we met <laughs> maybe more than 10,000 times. But, um, and then you got Rory, who... He he does this thing where he kind of fades a little bit on Saturday, yep. and then he comes out super hot on on Sunday. He did it at the Masters. He did it at the PGA Championship, Southern Hills. I have no reason to think he's not going to do it again today. But but one of these times he's going to keep going. He's not going to you know kind of fizzle on the back nine. Right. That's my pick. I think that he is. Uh, he's ready. He's locked in and. I, I know I've said on your show a bunch of times, if all things considered, if, if everything is clicking, he, he is the most talented golfer in the world. And uh, I think I think he'll do the same thing. I think he'll start out hot. He'll get everyone excited. Uh, but maybe he's learned a thing or two from the first couple majors this year, and, yeah. and he'll hang on and, and come from a couple shots back. Here's a shots back, whatever here, he is. Here's a couple interesting things about, again, from Justin Ray. Yesterday, especially on the back nine, when he could have completely, he could have ended up six over in this yeah. tournament. He made 165 feet through three rounds of par putts, mm-hmm. which is phenomenal, uh, just incredible. Here's the thing about Rory and how he comes out on Sunday. The first four holes at the country club uh, through three rounds, they played a full stroke over par. It's unbelievable. Only 6% of the the time players have made birdie on the first four holes. And five through eight, the field is a combined 59 under par. So if you don't, well, if you can hang around through the first four holes, then you got a chance to do something. It's going to be fascinating. And if there's one player that can kind of break that trend for the first few holes, it's Rory. Yeah, you know, if if he, it's it's always tough because sometimes Rory gets a little wild with his wedges, and sometimes his putter is not cooperating. That's, yep. that's kind of the knock on him because he can he can hit the ball a mile and he can hit it straight off the tee. Um, if if he has that locked in, he's he's dangerous. Yeah. And uh, if he starts throwing, like you said, those first few holes are tough. And if he can throw a birdie on there, mm-hmm. maybe get through there one under. Yep. Uh, you know, maybe, oh, gosh, maybe two under. Yep. Uh, Will Zalatoris coming to the first tee might be a little, a a little, little nervous. Little, he'll he'll take notice. Yes. I, don't, I wouldn't a, say I wouldn't say. Yeah. Nervous, no, you're but, right. You're right. He 
would he Take would notice. be aware yes. of that. You know? Yes. So um like I said, that that's gonna be my pick. I think he finally he finally gets it done for the first time in, in eight years at a major championship. Okay. There it is. <laughs> I'm still going with Matt Fitzpatrick. I just It would be a great story. <laughs> and and by thing. the way, you you can't convince me that Matt Fitzpatrick is any older than twenty years old. Oh I I, it, I just don't if believe that <laughs> anyway. Have a great day watching. I love talking to you, man. Happy Father's Day, and I'll talk to you soon. All right. Have a great day. Okay. Thanks, man. Well, that was a lot of fun. Dan Hauser and Scott Hamilton and Trevor Reesk, thanks for jumping on with me. Uh, And as I said, here it is before we go. Remember this. Each of the last 31 U.S. Open champions – 31 in a row were tied for eighth or better through 54 holes. The last 23 champions of the U.S. Open were each at or within four shots of the lead entering the final round. That's the U.S. Open. The PGA Championship, we all know Justin Thomas was seven behind. Ain't happening at the U.S. Open unless... It's a, it'll be a historic kind of final round. Uh, all right. This is going to be fun. If we can get somehow get through this coverage that we are forced to watch now. Uh, I'm going to make it fun anyway. To all of those listening who are fathers, happiest of Father's Day. I hope you have a, a wonderful uh, time with your children doing whatever you want. Uh, whether it's watching golf or not. And thanks again, as always, to our incredible partners, Commonwealth Credit Union, Edwin Watts, French Lick Golf Resort, and Casino, Georgetown Advantage Air, Maple Leaf Gutter and Siding, Gearheads in Nicholasville, Critter Control, Truly Nolan, and of course, our incredible Lexington Parks and Rec golf courses and Curtis and Justin and everybody that's over there. All right. We'll be back next Sunday morning where we can uh, go back to bashing the people playing on the other uh, competing 54 hole stupid tournaments. Uh, Did I just say that? Really? I did. Uh, Have a great time watching. Thanks everybody. Backspin Golf on ESPN 92.5 and 1300 AM. Stay tuned. I'm not going anywhere, Sean, for a few minutes. I'm going to join Brad Taylor on the weekend line coming up next. Backspin Golf with Matthew Lawrence is brought to you by French Lick Resort Casino. 